0: The thoughts of Kyle Glazer of Baseball America wanted to get our buddy's take who did the top 30 in the Cubs organization and knows a lot about these prospects. But as someone who's covered the minor leagues for a long time, what I have found in in my many years of trying to learn about prospects, the actual best way to do that is to talk about the players with the broadcasters that see them every day and the folks that are the boots on the ground around these players. And Mick Gillespie uh, calls games in the Cubs organization at the AA level with Tennessee Smokies. I wanted to get his thoughts on one of the two players in this deal, and frankly, the guy that I'm more intrigued by because of the big strikeout totals, and that's the lefty DJ Hers and Mick joins us on and Loose Baseball right now. So Mick, thank you for a few minutes. Appreciate you. Uh, let's just start with uh, your thoughts on the Cubs trading hers in this Jamer Candelario deal.
2: Yeah, look, uh, you know, Jamer played for the Smokies as well, so I'm very familiar with him, and I kept hearing his name come up, um, and I was thinking like that, and maybe he comes back, you know, and that's exactly what happened. So I'm excited about seeing him back in a Cubs uniform. I know him and I like him a lot. And, and, you know, it's been a long ride for him, the Tigers and with the Nats, but, um, it'll be exciting for him to get back. And I, I know that he's going to be really, you know, stoked about being back in a Cubs uniform.
0: All right, so tell us about this lefty, DJ hers You've seen him start 14 games. What do you know?
2: Look, this guy can pitch. I mean, I think this is a really good trade for the Nats because, um, you know, the guy's 22 years old. Um, he's got really good stuff. Um, fastball, change-ups his best pitch. And um, the biggest issue for him has just been consistent with throwing the strikes, but. Uh, I think that the guy's got potential to be a very good pitcher. And, um, I, you know, I was kind of surprised that, the, honestly, that the Cubs traded him. But, you know what, he's, he's um, you know, the, the, the kind of prospect that if I was the Nationals that I would want.
0: His numbers are pretty nasty in terms of missing bats. 59 innings, 80 strikeouts, 47 hits, 216 average against. You mentioned the lack of strikes, which is why – it would stand to reason. I think people think he'll be maybe more of a wipeout reliever than a starter. But have you seen any growth in that way? It does seem like the walk totals are at least better this year than they had been in Double A in the second half of last year.
2: Look, I I don't I'm not giving up on him as a starter yet. Like I think he he could be a, a starter. I, I really do, and um, I I haven't been really blown away by the Cubs' ability to develop starting pitching so you know maybe he now that he's with the Nats um you know they may be better at being able to um you know to to do that because the Cubs are 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 very conservative when it comes to the amount of pitches that the guys allow to throw and you know you just don't see a lot of of their starting pitchers in double a throwing more than 75 pitches or five innings and you know the problem is is that that's you know I mean you get to the big leagues and you're going to have to work through the lineup three times, and you're going to have to throw pitches. You know, so maybe not every organization's like that. Um, hers is a really strong guy. He's a very athletic guy. Um, you know, was a great football player in high school. Not not just a great baseball player, and um, he could be. I I, want, I don't even want to say a diamond in the rough because I think he's a really good player. Like I. We were waiting on him basically just to cut down the walk totals. If the guy can get the walk totals under control, throw more first pitch strikes, I think that he's going to be um, a really good pitcher. Like, is, is he a number one or a two in the rotation? No. But he could be a number – a really solid number four, number five. And, um, you know, if I was the Nationals, I'd be pretty excited about this trade. I've
0: seen him pitch once, but I've mostly just seen video of him, to, to be completely candid. And I look at the delivery, Mick, and Mick Gillespie, who's the voice uh, of uh, the ball club where the newest national, DJ Herds, is coming from the Tennessee Smokies. What a unique, funky delivery that is. I mean, it's got to be super deceptive.
2: Well, look, there was a guy that Baltimore had from the right side that the Cubs got Jake Arrieta that kind of had, you know, like a cross body delivery and, and hers is very similar. And, but from the left side, you know, like where it's, you know, a delivery that, uh, you know, where he's kind of coming across his body. He, he dis- disguises the ball well. And um, that's always been one of the things about him that I really like. The, the Cubs have another prospect named Jordan Wicks, another left-hander. And those two are really similar, as far as being able to uh, you know kind of hide the ball and, and with pitches. The problem is, for Wicks, it's just been being consistent with the throwing the strikes. But when he is consistent, he's good. And the and the and the good the other good thing for the Nationals is that even though he hasn't been really consistent throwing strikes, he hasn't been hit hard. Like because. You know, it's it's hard for guys to, to kind of pick up what he's doing. And I think that that bodes well for him in the future. You know, when he really starts figuring out exactly where he wants to put the ball and can do it first and second pitches, you know, strike one and strike two, I think that all of it is going to come together. So I, I, I really feel confident that this guy is going to eventually be a, a big league starter.
0: I love hearing that. Uh, Jordan Wicks, by the way, was a first round pick out of Kansas State. Uh, that was a couple of years ago. I was at the draft in Colorado. We had him on the show for MLB Radio, and what an awesome guy he is, by the way. Which which kind of brings me to my next question. Um, what can you tell us about the person and just the, the character or the competitor that DJ hers is?
2: Look, he's a good dude. Um, you know, he's a he's a teammate that everybody likes. He's a hard worker. Um. And, um, he's a great competitor. Like he is a like, legitimately, if you're making a trade like this, he's the kind of guy that you want, you know, he's got a very high ceiling. So, um, you know, when I saw this deal and, and I heard that the Cubs were kind of, you know, gonna they wanted to make a deal like this and that they were going to give away guys that they thought were kind of mid-level prospects. Um, he is, to me, one of the best mid-level prospects they have.
0: Mick Gillespie on one of the newest Washington Nationals. Uh, he has not yet had a chance to see the other of the players in this deal. Kevin Made, who is in a plus ball, would have soon been joining the ball club where Mick calls games. Last thing on hers I wanted to ask about. You referenced in passing how good the changeup is, and the numbers on that pitch are pretty astounding. Uh, has he... Thrown that all along? Have have you talked to him about that pitch at all? Because man, is it a wipeout offering?
2: Yeah, that's been his like bread and butter since he got into baseball. You know, and and to me, like when I think of of you know pitchers that are successful, I think it starts with your changeup. You know, because then it keeps guys off your fastball. And so, you know, one thing I've noticed with the the Cubs and and their um, scouting is that those guys kind of target pitchers who have a really good changeup. So uh, it's impressive. He's been getting really better and better each start this year. And it it seems like he sets a lot of stuff off off of his changeup, but his fastball is really good too. So, you know, I just think that like, if, if you're making a deal like this, you want a pitcher like him because you know, like the the upside's so high, like, you know, basically it's just a matter of him being more consistent with, you know, a couple of pitches early in the count. And and if he's able to do that and cut the walks down, I mean, this guy's like in your big league starting rotation next year.
0: 22 years old in double A. That's definitely the hope. And he is, I believe, rule five eligible. So the Nats will almost certainly have to put him on their 40-man roster um, initially here and going into next season. Mick, great info, really good insight. I always love talking to the minor league broadcasters who see these guys. Thanks so much.
2: Hey, anytime, guys.
0: Good to hear from both Kyle and a broadcaster who's been calling hers his games. And you can see someone who's been around him every single day, you know, and, and obviously probably has the relationship within the team. And here's all the positive things they say, you know, sounded even higher on hers maybe uh, than Glazer, who's watching from afar. and talking to people in the industry. So we'll see how things go for the lefty pitching prospect. Uh, before we get to our final thoughts, I know you were at the ballpark tonight, in fact, as we taped this on Monday. Uh, you saw the Nats get a big win, got a home run early from Joey Manessis, who delivered a big run scoring hit later. Lane Thomas, a couple of RBI in the game. And CJ Abrams, 22 for his last 22 in stolen bases now, has 25 on the year as he creeps up on the Nationals franchise record for consecutive steals without getting thrown out. Fun night at the ballpark.
1: Yeah, CJ just continues to be amazing, and he's so fun to watch. And, you know, we talk about the prospects all the time. The reason you turn on the TV right now to watch the big league club with the curly W's is guys like CJ Abrams and him stealing bags. It maybe didn't show it as well on the broadcast, but that little blue single into left field from Lane Thomas wasn't a given that it was going to drop in. But CJ read it right off the bat and just took off and he was gone. There was no chance that Yelich was going to be able to get him at the plate. It's just he's an exciting player and he's playing like that. Like, you know, we, we talked about this all the time early in the season, Grant. Can he just steal some bags, please? Like he just looked like a game record type player, you know, like Trey Turner was for years before he turned into a guy that hit the ball out of the ballpark. It was just get him on base make the pitcher think about him, and he just creates havoc on the base pass. Now CJ's doing it, and it's just so fun to watch because you have confidence in him every single time he comes to the plate. Then when he gets on, you know he's taken off. The other team knows he's taken off. And 22 times in a row, the other team hasn't been able to do anything about it. So it's awesome watching him play baseball right now. And defensively, he's been phenomenal as well. I know you were a Davies Presser. Davies said after the game, when asked, you know,
0: who's going to replace Jamer Candelario as the leader in the clubhouse? He's like, I really like the way CJ's matured this year and started to take on some of those roles. He said, I think he could maybe be that guy down the road. So that was really good to hear. Uh, my final thought is I know that people wanted a, a some, you know, top five, top eight prospect in the Nat system. Now, coming back here and that would have been great. But it, it I just didn't think that that was realistic. My hope was. I think maybe if they would have gone for one player, they would have done a little better than the two that they brought back. but I think you know quantity over quality, as we've talked about a lot on this pod and these trades makes a lot of sense um, and ultimately I, I think does boost your system quicker. so uh, I get what they did. Uh, I thought uh you know this was I look at this more from a ten thousand foot view in a helicopter and, and that means you signed Candelario for one year and five mil. He's exceeded everybody's expectations. I don't think any Nationals fan anticipated him having the year he's had. And now you flipped him for two pieces that you hope can develop into something meaningful for you. It's a win, and uh, it's a good night for the Nats.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, like I said, you can't take prospects from other teams. You can't just sign them in free agency. Mm -hmm. Like you can in you know, football and stuff like that when people come available. Those guys, the only way you can get them is through trade, really, or maybe in the rule five draft. But other than trades, that's the way you're going to get them. And so you basically got two prospects for you know half a season of Candelario, and you got to enjoy Candelario for the first half of the season. So I think it's a good play for the nationals. And you know with the prospects you're getting back, you're not getting any surefire prospects back if there is such a thing. So you might as well take two dart throws. Maybe you're not getting the number 10 overall prospect from the Cubs, but you're getting their 14th and 16th, two dart throws. Hopefully one hits. Shout out
0: to Toby, who is at the ballpark. And now as we approach midnight on Monday night is still at our uh, half street studios. Hasn't gone home yet uh, for making the emergency pod possible. I'm of course, whispering here from my dining room with a sleeping wife and new baby upstairs and producer Darius is now going to throw this thing together so that you guys have it when you wake up and uh, look for your Nats breakdowns on the deal on Tuesday. So we'll be back if something goes down at the deadline with a uh, another emergency pod if need be. Uh, maybe even just throw something out there quick tomorrow night uh, if anything happens one way or the other uh, so that you've got an update. But until then, enjoy Nats baseball, and thanks for checking us out. Spread the word on busting Loose Baseball. We appreciate everybody listening.